Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils live show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Bet just $5 on any NFL team this week, and if they win, you get $200 in free bets. I'm joined, as always, by Brittany Boyer. What's up, what's up? And we have a very special guest today. We have two, but joining us first is T. Smith. T. was a receiver for Arizona State from 91 to 93. He's joining us from a video call because he has to get out. He's also a coach, but... T, welcome onto the show. How you doing? Oh, wait. I think we have him muted still. Go over to the mute thing. Yeah, there we go. One more time. How you doing, T? <laughs> I'm doing good. How you guys doing? We are wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff to talk about with this Arizona State team, but, you know, first and foremost, for a lot of people who might not ha uh, know who you are or know about your background, do you want to give us a little bit of info about you and maybe what your Sun Devil story was. Yeah, you know, my I was listening to one of you guys. You guys had on Marcus Williams the other day, and he was uh, just giving some advice about you know kind of being present in that moment. And uh, you know, it, it really does go by fast. And um, you know, I was there during a time with uh, Larry Marmi and um, Bruce Snyder, and some of my teammates were like the likes of Darren Woodson and um, you know Felipe Sparks and things like that. So it was just really, you know, I think all of us were just young men trying to find ourselves and stuff. And then, you know, as we've gone forward in our careers and different stuff, we've all taken different paths. And, you know, I had NFL dreams like everyone else, you know, and, um, you know, after those didn't work out, I decided to just stay here in Arizona. And, just, you know, I became a real estate broker and just a family man, things that I had no idea that I'd be doing. But, you know, it's been very rewarding. I have five boys and one girl and I've been married for 20 years and, you know, you couldn't, that wasn't the plan when I came here from California for sure. But, you know, I, I definitely see that, you know, the man upstairs had a different plan for my life and it's, it's worked out really well. So you got to play under quite a few really uh, notable coaches. Uh, you were around some really great players. What was it like for you um, to be around players um, of such caliber? Was there anything that you were able to take away from them that you still uh, reflect on and utilize to this day? Um or something that they said to you that really still resonates with you? I just think the, uh, you know, the discipline that, you know, it required to just be a collegiate athlete and just, you know, I think we just didn't really know what to expect when we got there. And uh, it was really overwhelming for some of us, you know, just being on a stage like that. And I think that's something that wasn't talked about then. And it's more prevalent now. Um, but back then, I don't think we understood what a scholarship really meant. And mm -hmm. we just were just football and, you know, Tempe was still like just growing and just birthing itself uh, as a national, like being on the national map. They hadn't had the Super Bowl here yet. And so just a desert, you know, and but the one thing is the teamwork and uh, just the culture. Um, and that's something that I, I see. There's no color lines and things like that. I, that I still carry with me today and, and with through sports. And, you know, so I try to share that, you know, obviously I'm a coach. And, um, you know, one thing I try to impart on these kids is, you know, try to not act like I've never been there before or, you know, like like I've never been through anything. So we try to relate with them as much as I can. But um, that past and that teamwork is just a safe place to uh, kind of grow these young people. Yeah, you, you touched on the culture a little bit. Uh, what was it like back in the 90s at ASU and how do you think it's changed? And do you what do you bring with you from those, that your time at ASU to the kids you coach today? I think the most important thing is discipline and uh, just understanding that it's a business and, um, you know, it's a lot more serious when you get to that level. And, you know, these people are paying for you to come there and go to school and, um, you know, perform on the field. And I think some kids just don't wrap their head around that. 
And um, I just kind of give kids an expectation of what to expect, you know, when they, they land on that platform. And, um, you know, you just, you know, one day you're a high school, you know, kid and you're, uh, you know, living at home with your parents and all of a sudden you're away from home and all these different personalities from all over the world. And it just poses a lot of different challenges that I think that are not talked about. And um, so I just try to just give the guys the, you know, keep it 100, as they say with them and um, tell them, hey, you know, it's, it's a business. And if you take from football, you know, and everything they can give you as far as an education versus just thinking about playing and, you know, playing in the NFL or going to the league, as they say, it just has more to offer than that. And so I just try to make sure guys don't lose sight on that. Definitely. Now, you, you mentioned you played under Marmy and Snyder both. So what was it like for you to be a part of the team during that transition from one coach to the other? Uh-oh. Oh, are we frozen? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, get us well, back on. The, we, we'll, we'll get back on track. We uh, will get back on track. Think we had a little bit of a technical difficulty happen sometimes from time to time. Yeah, technology, but darn technology. I'm sure he will give us a call back here shortly, or if he unfreezes. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, he did impart quite a bit of knowledge about uh, you know talking to the kids and, and just trying to relate with them. He's worked with some really big kids over at Hamilton. One of them being Brendan Rice. Yeah. You know, ASU saw him. It's not necessarily been a, a phenomenal year for him at uh colorado because mm-hmm. of the issues with their quarterback but yeah got him back great opportunity so well welcome back sorry a little bit of a technical difficulty there but uh no worries glad to have you back on here so um yeah we were just talking about a little bit of the difference between um having to play for marmy and then switching over to uh bruce snyder as being a head coach what was it like during that transition period well for me ironically um being from, I was from San Jose, California, the Bay Area, and Coach Snyder and them recruited me heavily from uh, Cal Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I already had a relationship with those guys. So that transition was actually pretty smooth for me. Um, so I, I, I knew Phil Snow and Donnie Henderson and all those guys. You know, they knew me from from the Bay Area. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But you know, they definitely tried to change the culture. That was for sure. Now, you mentioned Donnie Henderson. He's back on the staff now. What is it like for you to see coaches that coached on the staff when you were a member there getting almost going full circle and coming back to where, you know, they kind of started? What is that like for you? Well, I'm still trying to run into him. Uh, it's funny stories. Uh, you know, they used to call him my, my stepdad or dad when I was a student there. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, at that time, I really didn't understand, you know, what he was trying to accomplish with me, but he really pushed me hard. You know, and, um, you know, I try to share that story with my, my own athletes that I coach. You know, my daughter, she's an, actually a collegiate athlete. She plays basketball for uh, Western New Mexico. Oh, wow. And, okay. I was just sharing, and I was just sharing that story with her about, um, you know, she was telling me her, her coach was being tough on her. And I was trying to give her an example of what tough really was. Uh, so we had a really good laugh about that. But I'm still looking. I'm trying to run into him still so we can uh, share a laugh about some of those days. Well, hopefully if you come around this weekend, you'll bump into him for homecoming. So. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, so speaking of coaching, uh, obviously you said it, that, that like this wasn't the path that you envisioned. What was the moment where you decided you wanted to go down this road um, and, and kind of be a sponsor to these uh, high school football kids? Well, I started in the youth circuit, you know, obviously being a parent, you know what I mean? I was, at first, I, when I first, um, you know, came on the scene, I was like, I didn't want to be the ex-player that, you know, was on the sideline kind of trying to uh, be Monday morning quarterback, so to speak, yeah. but. 
I kind of saw that there was a need in the league that I was in. You know, there was just a lack of knowledge and, and the ability to deliver it. You know, I mean, some people can handle being yelled at and some kids can't handle that. And I just think all players are different. And I think, you know, when I played, they coached us all the same, you know, and I think that's probably the biggest change. And I've kind of adapted to that, you know, and, you know, it's not all about winning and, you know, and kids go on vacation during the championship game and, you know, just a different environment. And uh, but from that experience, you know, I just ran into some different opportunities. Some friends of mine were in the high school circuit. And um, they said, hey, there's an opportunity. And, um, you know, I talked it over my wife and my family and, and I wasn't too sure about it. You know, I heard some different stuff and I just liked the purity of youth sports. And, um, you know, that kind of kept me there for a while. But eventually I made the jump. I just thought I wanted to be more of a presence and help with the recruiting process and uh, just kind of, you know, getting these kids a platform and um, just kind of real expectations when, I, you know, what, when it comes to college football and what it takes to get there. So that's what I kind of threw my name in the hat and been here for about four or five years now. And, you know, I was a, a parent before here at the school. My son graduated in 2012. And uh, so, you know, it's kind of odd just coming back through the facility and not being a parent and now being a coach, but it's kind of been 360 for me. Now, you've talked about a lot of uh, kids that you've gotten to help with the recruiting process. One of the most notable, I would say probably is Brendan Rice, who's at Colorado now. He was a receiver for Hamilton. Absolutely huge, um, you know, especially being who his dad was. Uh, what was it like for you to uh, get to kind of sit down and talk with him one-on-one on some of these critical decisions that were coming his way and things he would have to be taking into consideration and, you know, being able to provide guidance to somebody like that? Well, you know, this is my first year as a varsity coach, but um, I know Brendan through his uh, his mother and his family. Um, she's in real estate too. And, you know, we shared conversations and stuff, but uh, from my interactions with him, he's just a, a fine young man. And I think that's like half the battle that some of these kids – you know, think the world owes him something. And uh, that's just not the vibe that I got from him. And uh, when he's on campus, he's always accessible to the kids from what I've seen, always speaks and is very polite. But I just think that's more important is about the person that he was, you know, but necessarily the player. So, you know, that's what I got from him. And, um, you know, and, and just the time that I got to to be around him, but I didn't get a chance to uh, to coach him. I wish I did. You know, I think we could have did some great things here on the varsity level together. But um, no, he definitely was a great player. Um, well, Shane, do you have anything else yeah, about him? I, I just want to get your take on this ASU team right now. Oh, I was going to switch gears yeah, to that because yeah. I have some videos. I wanted to show you a video because um, you were a receiver. So you said you had been paying attention. Shane, I'll let you ask your question first or whatever your, your specific Yeah, I just, just kind of wanted to get your vibe on this ASU team and what, 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 what you, you gauge with kind of what, what the problem is in these losses with discipline and how that can kind of be fixed because it's not as easy as, you know, somebody like having uh, ball security issues it's more mental so what do you think the issue is uh, with this ASU team in terms of beating themselves well you know I think um, discipline I don't really think that's something that I think that's an issue with them Mm -hmm. you know just yeah everybody makes mistakes no one plays the perfect game I mean we've had some guys do some really things that are character but you know they've got discipline up there at that program you know, I think that's what's made it turn around is just the structure they have up there now. And it's just a lot of good people up there. Um, but the football stuff will take care of itself. You know, I, I think they just, you know, one play from here or there away from really turning the corner. Um, they, their ranking, I got up there really high. And that just was a tough loss they suffered. I thought the Utah game, uh, this really was a, a big stinger, you know, but um, they, they got a really good thing going. And they're just definitely trending up. And that receiving core is amazing. Their mm-hmm. offense is just to watch. I mean, there's so many weapons, 
I mean, I just really don't think you can slow them down, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, the challenge for me would be as an OC trying to get the ball to all those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's uh, something that we're going to talk about. So we have a video actually from Bobby Wade. So he is the receivers coach right now at Arizona State. Um, Zach Hill talked yesterday about, uh, you know, the offensive play calling, where they felt like they fell short against Utah. Um, And Bobby Wade came in today and talked about how sometimes it can be an issue, um, you know, figuring out who they're going to have play each week. But it really comes down to uh, who ends up stepping up. So we'll watch his little clip of what he talked about, and then we'll get your feedback and Break it down a little bit more in depth. You want them all to be consistent, and, and it's you definitely wish that they all can have the same amount of opportunities. It's just not how the game works, and especially within our offense. And you know we're really focused on putting the best guys out there at the time, whether it be our running backs, our receivers, or tight ends. So we're really focused as a, as a coaching staff to make sure you know we're getting the guys in the right places. So. One guy might stand out one week, you know, uh, you know, another guy might stand out the next week. In general, they are all being pushed to be the guy, and, and they all need to be focused on that and, and want to be that. And if we continue to do that, all them small opportunities, there won't be no misses. And as long as we keep capitalizing on that, there'll be even more bigger plays that, and opportunities to be made. And, you know, you also had hit on their, it coming down to being in the details for them, um, you know, they're just a couple plays away from really blowing things up. And that was something that they also talked about was, you know, it, they know how close they are. So is there anything that you can um, impart any knowledge as a receiver about where this receiving core is at or, you know, just a general sense as a coach of something that uh, some viewers might not know or might not have a general concept of? He's muted. Oh, wait one second. We have you muted <laughs> there you still. Go. Go for it. There you go. Now go. I said that comment really <laughs> resonates with me. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm at a big time program. There's just no question about mm-hmm. it. And, um, you know, everybody wants the ball up here. And, um, you know, everybody, if they went to another school, they'd probably get 10, you know, eight, nine balls a game. It's just not a reality. And so it's just trying to get people to understand that, you know, even the parents, you know, just like, hey, you know, my kid only got this many catches or whatnot. And, and I totally get it. But if you coach them to be ready for their opportunity and and to understand the type of program they're playing for and the type of offense they're in and that it kind of all works together, uh, that, you know, one week a guy can, you know, have three or four catches. And that's kind of like a big game. You know, we we actually sat down and pulled up the Cardinals uh, receptions and showed the guys like, hey, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the top receivers in the whole NFL. And he had three balls. Mm -hmm. And. You know, and they won the game, right? You know, and it's about winning the game and playing as a team, not necessarily, you know, how many balls I get, so to speak, you know. Yeah. And I spend more time just keeping the guy's temperament right. You know, their skill set is at a high level. You know, you don't get to that point by, you know, not playing at a high level. So it's sometimes just dealing with temperament and understand if we all shine, we're going to be better off. You know, if we all play and we go undefeated and go play on a national stage, then we'll all get seen, you mm-hmm. know, but... Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's tough, you know, with social media and all the other things that are pulling at the kids for their attention. So, you know, that what his comments were were just the nail on the head for me. I deal with that quite often. Yeah, and and this team, it's kind of it's 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 it, they have to really switch what they've been doing because for years this team has had you know their Iukes and their Jalen Strongs, and now there's so many receivers on this team uh, that it's hard to get everybody the ball. What would you tell a player that thinks they should be the number one option that isn't uh necessary that that is in an offense like this where everybody uh, somebody else is blowing up each game 
Well, that's what I think they have to understand the offense. You know, that's half the battle, just understanding the type of offense that it all works together. And uh, if they can do that, then you're going to be fine. But if it's just about them, you're never going to get through that. If this mm-hmm. person just be a selfish person or a selfish player, not a good teammate, um, then you're going to have troubles. But if they understand how it works, they get that. And you'll start to see that brotherhood develop within the receiver room, within the offense, uh, and it starts to click for you, you know. And, and that's kind of what I've noticed since I've been here. You know, I, I don't really deal with a lot of substitutions and things like that. They police themselves. You know, they're that good and have a good enough relationship. And, hey, they're like, hey, the guy just ran a deep route. We want to keep fresh guys in. A guy will go in, and if he scores, you don't feel any animosity or any type of energy, you know. And that's what I, I pride myself in is, is keeping the room, you know, reading the room as they speak. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I wanted to know also, you know, this team's had quite a bit of issues in terms of, like, cleaning up the penalties um going forward so is that's obviously an area of concern is there any other areas of concern that you have as a former player when you watch the Arizona State team and also what are some areas that you think that they are excelling in I mean you know no coach likes penalties I mean they're just you don't work on that you don't lift weights for that you don't train for that you don't train for penalties so you, you know, you got to have a grain of take that, you know, each coach has his own tolerance level when it comes to that, you know, and the type of penalties that you have, a guy working hard and gets called on a holding. But, you know, there's certain things like, you know, for us, it's like false starts, you know, as a receiver, mm-hmm. like that's something we really, really frown on. And, um, you know, with that kind of stuff. But other than that, the things they do well is they're exciting. You know, they're definitely play with a great energy and they look like they're enjoying themselves out there and, and football is fun. If you keep the game simple uh, for guys at that level, you know, they're going to perform well. You know, it's just I think that's these the new athlete is, you know, you hear a lot about mental, you know, how guys mm-hmm. working on their mental and, and mental health. And they look like they're having fun. The guys don't look stressed out. They don't look like they're playing without confidence. So I'm really excited for the team and, and what they can do in the future. Yeah, definitely. Well, T, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, we got Rodney about to come in. Yep. Um, any other closing statements for T before we get out? No, I mean, just what do you think? What's your one parting thought for the Devils um, going into the game this weekend? Win. <laughs> Win. All right, I, I like it. it. Well, thank you so much for joining us, T. We'll let you get out. We know you have Hamilton's practice, and we appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. My pleasure. Thank you Thanks, for having T. me. Thank you. Well, that was an awesome interview. Yeah, uh, he was very, very uh, high energy. I'm sure he brings it to the team. Getting himself probably a little bit pumped up for practice definitely, too. Definitely. Um, we also have a very special guest joining us in Rodney Cox. Um, he will be um, calling in just a minute if he is not already on well, the Well, you, you know what we can do? What? We can tell the people about the wonderful DraftKings we Sportsbook can. app. Can. I mean, it, it, it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. And right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you get $200 in free bets. It's super easy. It's really fun to use. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just... It, it, it gives me something to do when I don't want to watch a college football game that, as Johnny would say, is a dirt. Like, uh, for instance, the Cal-Oregon State game. I think that's going to be a kind of a boring one. Um, it has a lot of yeah. – it's, it's pretty meaningful. I don't think it's going to be a high-powered offensive game. But you can, you, can, you can watch that game and actually feel something 
uh, when you bet on it with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I like I like a Cal in this game. They're plus money. They're money line. I think it's like a pick em, but they're like plus 105. Um, so if you want to get some skin in the game, go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you get $200 in free bets. That's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Uh, new customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Well... No one likes cheating, so no one likes shaving points. No. But everyone likes shaving hair. And I so need you to do should that. shave with Manscaped. If you go to manscaped.com and use our code PHNX, you will get 20% off plus free shipping. So make sure you go and do that whenever you can. And we got because, Rodney here. Yeah. We got Rodney, we do have Rodney here. Here we go. What, what up? up, bud? Woo! We here. <laughs> we are here. So for those of you who don't know, this is Rodney Cox, who is joining us. Um, Rodney played for Arizona State from 2004 to 2008 um, on the defense. Quite a story. So Rodney, without further ado, I will let you go ahead and give yourself a little bit of an introduction. All right, cool. Since my little dude's right here, we going to yeah, what up, what buddy? Up? How you doing? Say, say, hey, S-U. Come on, throw it up. One more time, one time. No? Okay, not today. <laughs> I guess we got a special guest today. I love it. I love it. The more the merrier. Man didn't, didn't want to go to school today. You're know, not feeling too good, but... Look. Hey, that's you. Yes. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right, go in there and play. Thank you, buddy. Um, okay, good job. Go in there and play. <laughs> Daddy duties, you know. Um, so, a little bit about me. Uh, you know, grew up in California, born and raised. Oh, my uh -oh. I don't know what just <laughs> happened, but that looked very tragic at the end. He um, said, oh, no. I'm sure he will give us a call back. It looked like maybe uh -oh. his phone fell Man, that, over. That was, that, was some, that was some high energy from, from the kid. <laughs> I, I really um, needed that. Every time I see Rodney, it's always super high energy. So just a side note, because uh, we're going to talk about this with him. I'm sure he's going to be giving us a call back here in a second. Uh, he does. Here he is. But he <laughs> works with kids uh, as a high school recruiting uh, coordinator, helping to get them matched up and. Mm -hmm. Every time I see him on the sidelines at a high school football game, he just makes me absolutely crack up laughing. He always brings the intensity, brings mm -hmm. a smile. He's a ton of Children fun. seem like a good substitute for coffee in the morning. Yeah, right? Yeah, kid was fired up. I love it. <laughs> it's ASU. not even morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Well, yeah, he, he he's trying to rejoin, but um, if you want to finish your Manscaped read, you never tell the people what they can get with that code PHNX. 20% off plus free shipping. It's with fantastic Manscaped. with Manscaped. I mean, I need to, I need to finish up my whole situation up here. I wanted to this morning, um, but unfortunately, I uh, actually not unfortunately, I just decided I didn't want to shave uh, because I'm trying to incorporate it into a costume I'm doing. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies are being the founding fathers. So I'm looking for some way to incorporate it into my costume, um, maybe like a goatee, but there was no goatees back then. And Rodney is back. Hi. <laughs> all right. Are we all good? Are we are we frozen? Is he frozen? <laughs> a wonderful a wonderful Wednesday. It's hump day. Stuff like this does happen. It's a um, glitch in the universe. Yeah. Well, it's just it's usually it's probably just a glitch in the internet. Um, well, we can start breaking down a little bit about what we expect to see on Saturday on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Washington mm -hmm. State is uh, sixteen and a half point underdogs. Unfortunately, on my betting show this morning, me and Johnny both took Washington State to cover. I, that's just so many points for ASU to to. Uh, to score and and lead by the whole game, and I don't know if yeah. that's going to and especially against this Washington State yeah. team, that's tough. All right, hey, welcome back. Third time's a charm, maybe. Oh, 
No? Technical well, difficulties. Maybe we can Dang. figure it out uh, later in the week. We will try it again. Um, I don't know. We will see what we can do. Um, I don't know why it keeps doing this. It says he just messaged me that he is logged in. So I don't know what's well, going on. We might have some internet issues, but Washington State might cause some issues with ASU come Saturday. They, they, they first play at noon. Um, it's their first game during the day, rather. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that whole matchup kind of goes because I don't know. I, taking this week off um, from an ASU standpoint kind of resets everything. But at the same time, these guys aren't used to playing in the day for this year, at least. And a yeah. lot of what they're doing is hostile environments. I don't want them to get too comfortable because it's going to be nice. It's going to be like 90 degrees. Um, there's going to be some wind. It's going to feel good. I mean, dude, Herm was joking. He didn't know when he was going to have to like, he goes, I normally get to the, to the uh, stadium like five hours before the game. So like what, what I don't know when I'm going to get there yeah. now. Like probably going to show up to the, the stadium at like 4 a.m. <laughs> he probably is. I mean, a man is a psycho sometimes. Um, but yeah, it, there's something about a, a day game when you're sitting in the bleachers and it's all 90 degrees and it's, you get a little warmth going. Um, so I'm excited for, for this game, especially the game time. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really great game. Super exciting one for sure. Let's see if we can get him in one more time. Let's yeah, try it. we'll try it. See if it's frozen. Um, it's frozen. I think... Um, I think we'll just have to do it another day. Yeah, if it's not working today, possibly we can get him in here tomorrow or on on Thursday. Um, but yeah, uh, so sorry about that, guys. Technical difficulties, unfortunately, get the best of everyone sometimes. Of course. I mean, it's it, it's hard enough to, to have all these devices and, uh, and keep up with everything going on without the internet ruining everything. Um, so... <laughs> Maybe I'm like, one last we just time. Try it? We'll try it. One hey, last I see time. the fan moving. Yeah, but it freezes. That's everything. It's frozen again. Um, I think we just audible, get them in later in the week, um, and maybe. Uh, it will work then, but let's just let, let's break down a little bit about what we expect to see from Washington State, and then we'll get out of here. All um, right. So yeah, well, homecoming week, big game, ASU coming off a of bye. Do you think they come out flat again? No. I don't think they come out flat. I think they've had enough um, enough time to get together, to regroup, to figure out what they want to do. To do you, really, think, do you think the time off almost hurts them a little bit? Um, I think it helps um, in a really, really odd roundabout way. Um, I know that, you know, Darian Butler talked about it today when he was at the press conference. Nobody wants, and they all have talked about this. Mm -hmm. No one wants to go into this week um, or the week before this for, on a loss. But, you know, unfortunately, that was what had happened. Uh, Herm said earlier this week that he wrote all of them handwritten notes that were the captains. The captains got together. They talked. Um, they decided that they wanted um, what they wanted to do, how they were going to approach the team. And they have addressed it. And he says that they're ready to go. They're ready to play. Um, and they're focused and zoned in. Love it, love it. Yeah, I, we we actually have the clip from the press conference from the defensive side, right? Oh, uh, we do. So we have something that uh, he touched on today that Darian Butler talked about, um, and he was talking about you know their inability to get the job done in the second half, and that they know that they have to do a better job. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll watch that. Do we want to try and answer this call and see if it works? Last time, last time. We'll, we'll try it. Let's try it one more time. See if it's working. Bring him in. Are we still frozen? I believe we are. Well, we'll 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 get to it later in the week. No yeah. worries. Let's let's bring up that video. Um and uh yeah.
We understand the type <laughs> of right, half so we just played uh, in Utah the second half. We know that wasn't us out there. We know that completely. The penalties, just guys not making plays, just it was us completely. And that just wasn't how we play. That's not what we do. And I don't want to it wasn't the call at all. It's just, you know, guys just we need guys to step up at times like that. Somebody gotta say something and I didn't do nothing about it. So being a captain and being the middle linebacker on the team, you're going you're just gonna take it. You're just gonna take that one to the chin. That's what you gotta do. It's really about, you know, you battling adversity. It's about keeping your poise, you know? You gotta keep your head straight and keep the guys around you, letting them know that everything is okay. Like we was down base for a touchdown. We're still up by a touchdown. So you gotta let guys know that we still in it's still a game here. Like we still got the lead, we gotta finish this game. And that's just not what I did. We didn't do that. Nobody stepped up and said, so let's let's go. So, yeah, like you said, done with Utah. Yeah, I I love the mentality. um, I almost like that, and I do, but I don't. I like that he is taking ownership of the loss. It's not all on him, but he knows as a leader he needed to do more. He knows he didn't say anything. He knows he wasn't vocal enough. Um, And I think that that says a lot for a player to step up and and say that. Especially a guy like Darian Butler who – not only leads by example, but also leads with his voice when he doesn't even need to, because you have your Chase Lucas's and Jack Jones in the secondary that um, are the are the true leaders of this defense. But I mean, Darian Butler is everywhere on the field, um, so it makes sense that he's everywhere off the field as well. He's just he's such a he's such a cool guy. Uh, I, I I love how he plays, uh, and I love how he approaches situations off the field. Um, talking about, as he said, you know, we just got to put it in the past. I mean, obviously, that's not what we wanted. I, they take full responsibility, but get it away. That's the mentality. One game at a time. Get it out of here. We, 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 we've addressed it. We've talked about it. That's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a good mentality to have. I think it keeps you from dwelling on things too much, from getting too um, in your own head. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see what uh, they bring to the table this week. I'm excited to see the offense recharged. I'm excited to see some of these injured players back out there on the field, uh, hopefully all recovered Mm -hmm. and back to 100%. And I'm excited to see a day game in Arizona. Yeah, Uh, we'll we'll have more about the game in the coming days, Thursday and Friday, previewing everything. The defense has to play four quarters of D1 football. Rodney Rodney. Cox is just going to give us all of his input (laughs) via comments yeah because um, he uh was having some issues we'll, we'll, getting on Rodney, here. we'll try to get you back on here either tomorrow or friday or he whatever. said he'll he was he said he would be willing to come back on tomorrow and try it again so fans if you're watching tune in for rodney tomorrow sorry about the little bit of a mistake and mishap there um yeah, yeah. i think i think that's all we have that is all we have for all right you. well we'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 30 you can follow me at shane d if you can follow Brittany boyer at bboyer07 you can follow our twitter at phnx underscore sun devils you can follow phnx underscore sports all across social media facebook instagram twitter uh subscribe to the youtube channel leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast and we will see you tomorrow at 3 30